It's Thursday, November 10th, 2016. This is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Polk Runyon. And tonight we review the career of Steve Ditko's Dr. Stephen Strange, Master of the Mystic Arts. From his Marvel Comics debut in 1963 to the 2016 Disney Marvel film released this month. We will discuss Doc's ancestor, the 1930s radio sorcerer, Shandu the Magician, and give a synopsis of Strange's early comic book adventures and the live-action films. There were two of them. Both the 1978 and the 2016 film versions emphasize hermetic symbolism and method, drawing on Eastern yoga for power and technique, resulting in a system that is a sort of an astral kung fu. In both films, the master teacher is European, whereas in the original comic book version, he was a Tibetan lama called the Ancient One. In the recent film, there have been some changes in the service of political correctness that are difficult to understand. Why change Baron Mordo, the original European villain, into Doc's black sidekick and then create a new villain to play Mordo's traditional role, which which will be played by a European actor? So, if you want to explore this and other deep mysteries of Doctor Strange's magical universe... Tune in, and we'll consult the orb of Akamoto. And, uh, Frater Heracles, are you there? I'm here, Poke. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome aboard. Uh, we, uh, we're, uh, I'm joined with uh, very honored Frater Heracles uh, from Austin. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, from uh, Avalon Lodge in, in, in Texas, and uh, who who had the had the privilege of recently of, of meeting um, one of the screenwriters uh, on the uh, on the new Doctor Strange movie, which we'll we'll uh, talk about. But uh, before we get into that, um, uh, yeah, John. Let me add, let me uh, do a quick uh, a quick introduction here. Uh, of course. Yeah. Okay. All right. In order to understand Doctor Strange and his magical universe, we need to examine the roots and growth of New Age occultism. All of the formative elements in the Doc Strange stories arise from the theosophic ideas and writings of Elena Blavatsky and her followers. It is the yoga mysticism of Hinduism and Sikh Sadism which Blavatsky attributed to Tibetan Tantric Buddhism. Now this also applies to the earlier Sorcerer Supreme or Master of the Mystic Arts, the 1930s radio drama Swami Frank Chandler known as Shandu the Magician, upon which the 1960s Stephen Strange is based. Both these Americans, that's both uh, Chandler and Strange, went east to acquire their magical powers. Both studied under yoga masters. Chandler, Shandu, uh, mastered Raja Yoga under a Hindu Swami. Stephen Strange mastered Tantric Yoga under a Tibetan Lama. Both kept in constant contact. This is one of the common the, the things that the, both of them have, have had in common. Both kept in constant contact with their masters by long-range telepathy. And both, and here we'll add along with Lamont Cranston, the shadow, who was... Of course, also a knockoff on Shandu, used hypnosis and mesmerism to create illusions. There is a strong infusion of Western hermetic magic in both the Shandu and the Strange Adventures. 
We can probably trace this back to Blavatsky's interest in Eliphas Levy's romanticized version of hermetic and Kabbalistic magic. Levy uh, also influenced Albert Pike and the Golden Dawn. All this brings up a big cultural question. Why did these Westerners, Chandler, Cranston, and Strange, all have to go east to acquire magical knowledge and power? This question has a one-word answer. Yoga. Why yoga? Because yoga is a mental as well as a physical discipline. It links the mind and the body and enables the body and the mind to empower and transform each other. It may have originated in the West with Pythagoras, but like so many other ancient arts, it only survived at the extreme boundaries of its dissemination in the highlands of Central Asia. I mean, you know, as as an anthropologist, let me let me let me point out that if you really want to find authentic uh, old English country dancing, where do you go? You go to the mountains of Appalachia, and you get as far back in the Smoky Mountains as you can, and you'll find them doing uh, old old uh, old English country dancing. And and this is the same thing with uh, with, uh, with yoga. If, if if it started with Pythagoras, and we think it did. Uh, we even have said so in our book, uh, and and uh, that it, it 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 disseminated out to India, and and uh, and and to uh, to Persia, and Omar the Omar Khayyam kind of confirms that, and uh, and then eventually you know Patanjali uh, started it in, uh, in in India, and then uh, the Muslims came in and ran. All the yogi, the, the, the Buddhist yogis, uh, and, oh, and, and most of the tantrics up into Tibet. Now, until recently, Central Asia is where we had to go to learn it. Hermes teaches us that magic is all in the mind. The method of magic is hypnosis. The programming of magic is astrology, Kabbalah, and mythology. Yoga puts it all together and empowers the process. Well, until recently, here in the West, uh, we symbolized our superhero magicians like Stephen Strange, uh, and, and they had to journey to the East to acquire their yoga empowerments. But in 1985, the Tibetans, having been run out of uh, Tibet, uh, <laughs> a lot of the yogis having been run out of Tibet by the Chinese, uh, came to us. And here in in, uh, in all the way to Los Angeles, and gave us Sri Hivajra, Vajra Yogini, and finally Kala Chakra, enabling us to recover and recreate a magical hermetic yoga of our own. And of course, I'll end this little summary with a uh, with a plug for for our our book, which you can which you can uh, get on Amazon called Hermetic Yoga, Beyond the Middle Pillar, uh, and this is Volume 1, and we're working on Volume 2 right now. Anyway, uh, so that's, uh, that's kind of the, the introduction to this. Uh, so, John, uh, tell, us about, uh, tell us about meeting, the, uh, the, uh, uh, meeting one of the screenwriters in, in, there in Austin. John? Yes, there was a uh, chance. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You're there. Tell, tell us about your 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 meeting with uh, one of the screenwriters in the latest uh, Doctor Strange movie. Well, it was kind of a chance meeting. Actually, I didn't know he was going to be at uh, this comic book store, but uh, I took the kiddos to go see Doctor Strange and. Totally blown away by the, you know, we went 3D IMAX, which is a great way to see it. And, uh, I mean, the, the, the effects are just uh, off the charts, through the roof, amazing. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the film. Uh, the story was fantastic. I really enjoyed Benedict Cumberbatch. And so I was coming out of it, like, just really uh, high and, and, and stoked about it and I, I told the kids I'm like let's go see if we can find some Doctor Strange comic books and 
we went to this uh, place in Austin. Uh, uh, it was a comic book store called Dragon's Lair, and we went there. And then all of a sudden, uh, I noticed there's this right when we walk in, there's a, a, a guy dressed up like Doctor Strange, and there's a man sitting at a table signing uh, autographs for posters. And it was it was uh, Chris Cargill who uh, wrote the script for um, for Doctor Strange. And uh, yeah, I was I was a bit starstruck. I was like, "Wow, that's just an amazing coincidence that this guy, uh, you, know, you know, just finished watching I, I, one of my favorite new new favorite films, you know." And then the guy that came up with the story is sitting right there, and he's like, "What'd you think of the movie?" I was like, "I was I, I was just absolutely fantastic. One of my favorite movies uh, so far." And uh, he's just a really nice guy. Um, took him about a year and a half to to write the film, and he's he's lives in Austin, so it was pretty cool uh, coincidence after that. Well, he and the other two uh, the other two writers, uh, obviously, when you see the film, if you are a Doctor Strange fan, and I and I have been one ever since, uh, oh, ever since. Uh, about a yeah, about a year before uh, a year before we started the OTA, I think I was I was into Doctor Strange. At that time, uh, Steve Ditko, the original creator, uh, had left Marvel, and and uh, uh, the the writers and the uh, and and the uh, and the artists uh, had kind of deteriorated by that time. But fortunately, since then, I've been able to to, to collect the old Doctor Strange material, which is still available, by the way. Uh, and uh, the uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't really come across Doctor Strange until much later in life. I, I was kind of raised in kind of a strict uh, home environment where I wasn't actually allowed to read comic books. <laughs> So I didn't even yeah. know Doctor Strange existed until, you know, uh, I think uh, I think it was a, a video game actually, it was like Ultimate Alliance, and it had all the Marvel characters, and there was this uh, Doctor Strange character that would go in between, uh, you know, dimensions and worlds and fight these, uh, you know, monsters in hell and different, you know, go to Asgard with Thor and all this. I was like, wow, who is this guy? You know. And so when I started looking into Doctor Strange, I was like, man, I, I was really surprised how much, um, you know, real magic was, was in Doctor Strange. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange, well, you know, as, as I said in the introduction to this to the show, uh, the, the Doctor Strange's magic is, uh, is essentially, it's, it's, it's essentially Tibetan Tantra. And and uh, and with 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 some 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 Hindu Raja in it, but uh, you know that the uh, one of the things about Doctor Strange's stories and his magic, it's it it's kind of like uh, that old uh, that old uh, Lloyd Bridges uh, TV show Sea Hunt, uh, and and Sea Hunt had a had a formula that that right that that the writers had to had to go by that must have driven them crazy, that that something like uh, eighty eighty percent of the action in in the film in 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 each episode of Sea Hunt had to be underwater. Well, you know, I, I I've been a diver for years and 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 uh, a sailor and a diver, you know, and all that. And I, I, I and I've written a lot of and I've written a lot of diving stories, including the one you're working on, getting you know, scanning right now. Uh, but how in the hell do you write a a, a story about uh, diving and sailing and 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 uh, and, 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 and put eighty percent of it underwater? It's just impossible. And yet, with Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange has about the same formula uh, as far as the comic book version is concerned. And Ditko was able to handle it and, and, and handled it beautifully. And that was that about 80% of it had to be on the astral and, and in, in, in other dimensions. And, uh, and Ditko was, uh, he was a marvelously creative artist, but he, and he was also a, a fan of Salvador Dali <laughs> and, and, you know, it, 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 uh, and then but he ended up leaving, though. He ended up leaving in a huff, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Well, right. I mean, I'm going to get into that. I've got, I, I've got a little bio, bio on Steve. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Plus, uh, in the second, see, there are two books. 
But we do uh, know something about Shandu, and 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 obviously, yeah. You know, last time you were out here at out of Rivendell, you and I watched the Shandu, the the big Shandu movie that 20th Century Fox. Oh yeah, that was one of my, was one of my very fond memories of coming out to Rivendell. Oh yeah, Shandu. Uh, we sat, yeah, we sat down in, in in your living room, and it was after a spring equinox. Nuptial ritual, and then we had uh, you know Logan out there. We had uh, Lord Michael and Siren and Lauren, and we were all on the couch. And we had you know Julio out there, and we had Prater Hephaestus, and we we I mean everybody. I think even uh, Michael Johnson was. I think everybody was there. Yeah, I don't remember all the names. We were all watching Shandu on your big screen in your living room. You know, right next to your. your big, uh, you know, Sauron helmet. <laughs> and that was just really cool. We were just sitting there, you know, uh, having a few drinks and watching Shandu. And uh, I'll let you tell the rest of the story. But that was that was an awesome time. <laughs> well, Shandu was an, actually a big movie. And, and it, it started as a, it started in 1931 as a radio drama out here in Los Angeles. It was just kind of, kind of local to Los Angeles. Uh, a fellow by, by the name of Morgan created it, and uh, and it was just as I said in the in the introduction, it was influenced by by uh, Blavatsky and all that crowd, and uh, and uh, um, and Shandu was uh, it's kind of kind of confusing in a way because in the in the film at least he's he's, he's an American Frank Chandler, but. In the film, they somehow or other present him as a British officer, and that that was, of course, very popular in Hollywood at that time. You know, Lives of a Vengeful Lancer and you know, Gunga Den and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, they had, as the and unfortunately, uh, Edmund Lowe played Shandu, and Edmund Lowe was not uh, was not. A uh, very charismatic, and, and he had previously played a a, uh, a hypnotic magician fighter, and he had the advantage of being nice and slim when he played the spider. So he so he looked a little bit, you know, he looked a little bit more like like oh well, like Stephen Strange looks in the comic books. But but by the time he got to play Shandu. Uh, he was put on a little weight, and this British officer's tunic that they dressed him up in. Oh boy, you know, uh, you could see all the buttons were kind of just about to pop, and and he did, he didn't. So Edmund Lowe, unfortunately, was not as was not um, uh, very uh, very. He 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 couldn't equal uh, Cumberbunch in, in in this latest film at all. However, uh, the uh, the original Shandu movie, as you remember, was was saved by the villain, who was none other than Bela Lugosi in his prime as Rexor, the mad villain, who also was a magician. And so uh, uh, Bela Lugosi, uh, who had invented a uh, or or had come by a, a ray gun with which he was going to conquer the world, and and then uh, of course Shandu had to, had to thwart him. Uh, there are so many. Uh, there's so many uh, um, elements in the Shandu, uh, well, radio shows. I can I, I can actually remember uh, Shandu was the longest running radio drama in in radio history. It started in 1931, and and I can remember them in the 1940s. I can remember listening to Shandu in the 1940s. Now, of course, it was probably gone up here and been revived several times, but. Uh, there was a tremendous amount of, of stories material, and that, that most of it, as I say, derived from Blavatsky type occultism. That's why you get a lot of astral projection and a lot of, of, uh, of uh, uh, a lot of occultism based on yoga, and uh, which most of the theosophists were afraid of, but uh, but but they romanticized it quite a bit. And uh, anyway, the the, uh, uh, the similarities, you know, of course, obviously because, as, as we know, Doctor Strange was based on on uh, 
on uh, Shandu. And the Shadow, Lamont Cranston, he was another knockoff on <laughs> Shandu. But uh, uh, the, uh, um, uh, the, 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 the yoga aspect of it, as we said, Shandu uh, had a Hindu Raja yoga uh, teacher and whom they show in the film, and they show him uh, in the film, you know, when, when they show Shandu's graduation in the yoga academy in the film, and, and you see his, his astral body rising up out of his physical body, and he walks across the, 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 the floor of the ashram with his, and he does the Hindu rope trick, and he does and all these various things, uh, and he creates illusions, and, and he hypnotizes people, uh, and as I say, there there are a few things about it that are confusing. Like, why 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 is Frank Chandler an American? Why is he a British officer? And he even has, uh, for comedy relief in the Shandu film, they even have uh, his former sergeant who is an alcoholic, uh, and he's the comedy relief. And and he's he's also played by an American. And uh, but. This is uh, supposedly the British Indian Army, and, and I guess you know they just got uh, they just they just couldn't resist uh, doing a little Gunga Din and <laughs> throwing a little Gunga Din in there. Uh, and the one of the things about the the original Shandu film is that uh, Cameron Menzies, uh, the great set designer, uh, did the sets, uh, did all the sets for for uh, Shandu, and God, they are beautiful. That. That it's 20th Century Fox, and they and they spent they spent uh, you know they spent as much on that film as uh, budget wise as probably as as Disney and and Marvel uh, spent on this latest uh, in you know in in in, the, in terms of their money in those days, and they had no CGI or anything, but they did some amazing stuff. Uh, so I they, I, they, I love they, they say. They say that compared to like the inflation, I mean, there's no way that they could make those old movies today with the way they did everything without CGI. It's impossible. Oh, on a practical special effects, Menzies, you you'd see those sets that Menzies designed, and and Rexor's laboratory. And he outdoes Frankenstein in, in, in his laboratory. By the way, that's one of the reasons why 20th Century Fox uh, did Shandu is that uh, Shandu debuted on the radio in 1931 in the West Coast, and it immediately was so popular that it jumped over to the East Coast. And and the Universal had come out with uh, Dracula and Frankenstein and, and 20th Century Fox, and, oh, we got to have something. we we, we got to have something like this. So uh, so what do they do? They do Shandu because it was popular on the radio, and, 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 uh, and they did. So... And, it, and, and, and Shandu is available on DVD, and I and, and you know along with uh, tonight, along with plugging our book on Hermetic Yoga, which uh, which which frankly I I think you know we can say that owes owes a little bit to oh it owes a little bit to Doctor Strange maybe and, and Shandu, um, and uh, but both um, the Doctor Strange Masterworks books I would strongly recommend, and and uh, and also I'd recommend the Shandu. Um, um, the 20th Century Fox Shandu video uh, DVD, and and uh, and also while we're on, you know, we ought to talk about the return of Shandu, in uh, in which Bella Lugosi plays Frank Chandler, which is in this Bella Lugosi playing Frank Chandler, the American uh, the American uh, magician, is just about as incongruous as as. As Edmund Lowe with his with his buttons about to pop off playing Shandu, <laughs> but uh, but but uh, the return of Shandu is a lot of fun though because because uh, uh, they used the in the return of Shandu they used the sets from King Kong, uh, and and, uh, and the return of Shandu is a serial by the way, and it's a lot of fun, uh, and. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to see that one, but I mean, they, they, yeah, yeah, they 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 basically cover like uh, the you know it, it inspired the magic of Doctor Strange, Shandu, you know, hypnotized people and astral projected, and and in a time when that you know 
uh, never been seen before on on film, you know, or, or probably even broadcasted out. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Theosophy was not uh, very well known at the time Shandu came out on the general public, you know. So the it was kind of Theosophy was kind of being, you know, uh, uh, well, uh, more expo- exposure to the general public, right? I mean, but, through you know, the, the you characters. You're right, but 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 our our uh, theosophical temple out here, uh, which we use for for the Golden Dawn, uh, our theosophical temple um, um, it was built around that time and and was used as a as a as a movie theater. So. Uh, uh, I think uh, you know uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of theosophical and and uh, and yoga. Uh, uh, we had uh, we had yoga uh you know yoga nine. We had we had a bunch of yoga yogis uh, out here under the auspices of Theosophy that came out to Hollywood. So we so this was the place you know when, as I say, Sean Dugan started on the radio out here in Los Angeles, 1931. So it's that a lot of Theosophic and and uh, and uh, Vivekananda influence, you know, out here at that time. Now, one thing uh, I want to point out, though, that uh, that uh, Tibetan Tantric Yoga, which, by the way, uh, Stephen Strange supposedly was trained in, uh, it does, does uh, explore other dimensions. They do, and, and like, and, and, and uh, and they 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 explore the uh, the worlds of the chakras inside yourself. And one of the one of the things that that, uh, uh, that very definitely influences this whole situation is the idea of the of the Hindu the original Hindu pagan gods that that are part of hinduism all under under brahman of course and all you know uh and and the tibetan uh hindu and bunpo gods and demons which are all under buddha and and uh uh under and, and each one of the you know there's a chakra system in the chakra system these these deities inhabit the chakras within yourself. And Tibetan magic, and to some extent uh, Hindu and Sikhsan magic, is all done sitting down in a yoga seat, nasana, inside yourself. And you project these outside yourself. You project these, uh, both the mandalas and the god forms, reabsorb them, and work them inside. You find them inside yourself, and you are the universe. And all this is very hermetic, by the way. And and I personally think, and I and I have said so in in uh, in um, you know our yoga book that this this idea of the of the planets within and the and the this all originated with with Pythagoras in the West, and and with the magic of the spheres. Yeah, and then it went east. And uh, the reason why I say the proof of this is is in Omar Khayyam, where he says, uh, uh, up to the throne of Saturn, I sat, and above that there was a door with which I found no key. And and uh, the throne of Saturn, of course, is the top of the of the Western of the, of the Western uh, system, and that uh, and that. Uh, um, you know, I think is one of the proofs that, that that it originated. The chakras originated in the west, and they they went east. And so here we are, uh, you know, as Western magicians, and and we want to we want to learn how to how to access all these other dimensions and these these other realms, and and how to gain the uh, the aid the aid of these entities and use them and and use their power. And and the way to do that is to learn yoga, as, uh, either ta- you know, a combination of tantric and raja. One of the things so about you, raja yoga, is, yeah. Go ahead. So what you're saying, so what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that to access other dimensions, you have to find those other dimensions within yourself. 
uh, kind of like the macrocosm is the microcosm, or am I misstating that? Yeah, yes, and yes, yes, and no, and and it's a very complex situation. Uh, that 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 this is a complex thing. Uh, that that yes, the the planets within and uh, the dimensions within uh, are other dimensions. You know, if uh, as as uh, um, Jacques Vallée and other UFO experts have have said, if if extraterrestrials ever ever you know land in your backyard they're going to come from another dimension but even if they are extraterrestrials they're going to have to that that has to be dimensional you know uh the other dimensions and and uh so the key to all of this and this is what i was what i was driving at the key to all of this and and uh and uh is the consciousness and one of the one of the things that 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 we learned in Tibetan Tantra, and uh, you know, and, 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 and aside from aside from getting cramps and in, cramps in your legs and your hips from, from sitting in these positions for so long, one of the things we learned is that the moving of your consciousness point. If you can move your consciousness point to all of the different places inside yourself, inside your body, then you can move it out into a crystal ball or you can project it out through your third eye all the way out to the stars and and uh your consciousness point is is what um, the theosophists uh, call your your astral body and 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 uh in doctor strange when you when you in, in ditko had uh, you know often did this you often had the the astral bodies uh, in in just without color, he 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 do them as you look at the books and you see them as as a sort of a white ghost in the middle of a colored panel, flying out. Uh, and uh, the but the truth is that's a conscious that's your consciousness point. And and even though even though you you you're able to do an OOBE phenomenon or have an OOBE sensation. It's essentially an illusion created by to justify the, the the extension of your consciousness point. It's a metaphor, you know. Yo, oh, oh, I'm looking down. I'm looking down at my at my body, and and, and I'm going to walk. And and you know, you those of us who have, have done this, you know, if let's say you do it with using the dream method. And you get up, you get up and go into the kitchen for uh, for a glass of water. All right, uh, and uh, and you look down at your hands, and yeah, you can see your hands because this this is you know your consciousness point is is you, and it, 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 and 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 if you want hands, you're going to have them. And then, of course, you know, as as I say, that then then go to the window and stick your stick your. Uh, Stick your hand through the glass and feel it go through the glass, you know, and then get it out there and then pull it back. <laughs> and, and, and the consciousness uh, and, point in, her, in hermetic yoga, the consciousness point is Saturn. It's the hot point, right? It's yeah, the right. Point well, it, yeah. It, actually, though, we project it. We we project it through Hesed. Well, you know, through through uh, through through the the Jovian the, the Hesed center, which is in the third eye. Uh, but uh, but because uh, the the eye is is in the center of the is in the center of the head under the aperture of Brahman. Uh, I I like to do I like to I like to uh, you know to to, to get people uh, to get people to realize this. Uh, once they once they learn how to move their consciousness point a little bit, most people live inside their head. Most people, most people, their consciousness point is right behind their third eye, and so what I'll do if, if I'm having somebody's having problems understanding all of this, and I, 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 I don't know if you ever, if you've ever seen me do this or I've ever done it with you, but what you do is you, as you, uh, you get them into, you know, get them into a meditative trance, have them close their eyes, you're sitting there, and you go and put your forefinger. Right in there on their aperture of Brahman on top of the head, and then and just say, "All right, drift up." Did you feel my finger? Yes. All right, let your consciousness point drift up right under my finger. 
Can you let their consciousness point drift up? And I said, is your consciousness point right under my finger? Yes, it is. All right, I'm going to lift you out. And then you lift their consciousness point up between your thumb and forefinger, lift it up, and then turn it loose about a foot above their head. And then, and then you tell them, all right, open your spiritual eyes and look around and, and look around the room and see... And oh, you can give them uh, something to look at. You, you can you can you can make it easier for them by having them stare at a mandala or something first before you you do this, and then have them have them look at it what they've just looked at. Uh, there, you know, there are ways you can you can kind of cheat, but it's a very good exercise. And then once they can do that, once they know they can do this, and then of course we have, as you know, we have a method for for projecting out of your consciousness point, and uh, but. The important thing is, is, is that, that uh, for our study of Doctor Strange, uh, is is that when you when you read the Doctor Strange uh, comics or when you go to the Doctor Strange movie, and you see him doing all this astral projection, is that his body, his ghost-like astral body, is a metaphor. It's a metaphor for his consciousness point, and. And uh, uh, it, 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 it's uh, and oh boy, one of the things Ditko. Ditko's uh, uh, surrealist uh, uh, artwork panels depicting other dimensions are just really, frankly, awesome. In fact, in fact, I think the, the collection of Ditko's work is really, really uh, amazing. Um, let me uh, let me read a little commentary from somebody else on this. Um, Steve Ditko, this is uh, as historian Bradford W. Wright describes, Steve Ditko contributed some of the most surrealistic work to the comic book and gave it a disorienting, hallucinogenic quality. Dr. Strange's adventures take place in bizarre worlds and twisting dimensions that resemble Salvador Dali paintings, inspired by the Pulp Fiction magician's of Stan Lee's childhood, uh, and of course that's that's John Doe, as well as the contemporary beat culture, Doctor Strange remarkably predicted the youth counterculture's fascination with Eastern mysticism and psychedelia. Never among Marvel's more popular or accessible characters, Doctor Strange still found a niche among an audience seeking a challenging alternative to more conventional superhero fare. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it, uh, here again, though, uh, these wonderful, wonderful scenes. Now, in the first film, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the Peter Hooten, uh, 1978's Doctor Strange film, they did this, this CGI wasn't, wasn't really that advanced at that time. So, a lot of this, uh, this, this other dimensional uh, material was a mixture of CGI and practical effects. And, and they did well, a good job. That, wasn't it the 78 film with uh, John Mills and yeah, the guy John that looked Mills, like uh, John Holmes? John, yeah, John Mills did a great job uh, as the Avatar, as, as uh, the, uh, you know, the ancient one. And but he was entirely hermetic. In fact, he said so. They even John Mills even when he was started instructing Stephen Strange, who in that film was a psychiatrist, not a neurosurgeon. Uh, when he was instructing Doctor Strange, he said, "This is the, the, I'm teaching you the hermetic arts." And interestingly enough, in this new film, <laughs> get this now, uh, they they have the ancient one who was in the comic books an old uh, an old Tibetan uh, lama. Uh, they've They've transformed him into a into a lady Celtic sorceress who is played by Tilda Swinton. And by I think she did a great job, by the way, with the ball. Oh, yeah, she, really she, she, she really did. Uh, and and uh, but she, uh, you know, uh, and, and 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 Wong, the librarian, the two of them, uh, they they start teaching uh, a Cumberbunch uh, version of Dr. Strange and and so much of what they're teaching him is hermetic I mean it, it, it's hermetic and, and, and they even the book the book that uh, <laughs> this is fascinating the book that um, uh, they uh, that they bring out 
and 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 what uh, a her private collection. That uh, ripped, strange one. He ripped the yeah. page out of. Yeah, the one that that uh, that Mordo uh, that Mordo ripped the page out of uh, was was uh, uh, supposedly a book written by Cogliostro, but it but it's in Sanskrit. Can you imagine <laughs> this? This you get Cogliostro's in Sanskrit, and it's got all this Hermetic symbolism all through it, and then. Uh, when I say Mordo ripped the ripped, ripped it out, you know, uh, Mordo was the villain. Uh, Baron Mordo was the villain in the original Doctor Strange stories, who, who betrayed the uh, the Order and and tried to kill the Ancient One. Uh, 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 <laughs> they, they switched it all around, though. They switched it around. They needed to have, you know, for political correctness, they had to have a black guy in the movie. So they they and they and they they must have struggled. Your 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 friend, the, the the screenwriter that you met, God, I would love to talk to him about the struggling that they went through to try to to try to to get their token uh, their token black actor in there, and and they they finally just said, okay, all right, let's make him let's make him Mordo, and and then we'll well what are we doing? We what are we going to do for a villain then? You know, and and. Well, we'll create another another uh, European sorcerer uh, and and uh, to, to do the Mordo well, role. Well, I do I do like that actor that played played Mordo. I just I can't pronounce his oh, name. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's it's it's. Uh, wait a minute. I got it. I got it right here. Uh, the wedge um, of the hole. I, I I really don't. Yeah. Know yeah. It, it's it's. it's yeah, we he's, don't a, he's a fantastic actor. Though. Oh, he's really him. good. He's really good, and he plays villains all the time. Uh, he's, uh, he's. Uh, let's see, what's his name? Um, oh, I got a couple of, couple of uh, uh, reviews here in the Times, and, and um, oh, maybe, maybe one of them fell down here. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, this guy, yeah, he was really good. But he was definitely doing Mordo's part, Mordo's role, because Mordo, you know, gets hooked up with, um, and he makes a he he makes an alliance just like uh, he does in the comics. He makes an alliance with Dormammu, who is the uh, who is that that horrendous fire elemental that that rules the dark dimension. Um, this guy, with the face in the in the floating his, his name is Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. He's a Swede. Uh, no, no, wait a minute. No, no, no. He's a Swede or a Dane. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think he, yeah, he's a Dane. And uh, and he says now that uh, that 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 this that the Brits used to be. He says, oh well, the Brits used to do all these villainous parts, and now now the Scandies are good. <laughs> Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, a sorcerer in Doctor Strange, who doesn't mind bad guy roles. But he, yeah, uh, and but he does know he does a real good job. And uh, one of the things uh, uh, that the, the, one of the plot twists and gives gives the black the black guy playing Mordo uh, something something worthwhile to do is. Uh, that that both the ancient one, Childish Witten, the, the the Celtic sorcerers, both her and eventually Doctor Strange, they all draw on Dormammu for his dimension, his dark dimension for power. Page that that, that that's the page that uh, that uh, you know, Mad then Mad Mickelson. Uh, the real Mordo. Uh, that's the page he tears out of the book. And by the way, that ter- tearing the ritual page out of the book, that came from from uh, the magician, uh, the movie about uh, uh, about W. Somerset Mom's book on Crowley. You know, the magician. Uh, yeah, yeah. When when uh, yeah when Haddo Haddo goes into the arsenal. And in France, and, and he and he opens up the he, he gets into the old book, and he tears the page out where it gives the ritual where he's supposed to get the blood of a virgin, and he tears it out. 
that that was a rerun of that. Of that oh, that's where that came from. And now, interestingly enough, the way Strange finds out about it, and, and he finds out about it by discovering this time loop, and he uses he uses his amulet, and they mix they mix Strange's amulet up with the uh, the orb of Agamotto, and, and that's all right. Uh, uh, they're both, uh, but but Strange uses the 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 amulet, the power of his amulet. To uh, to create a time to to, to uh, act as a time machine, and this is very very well done. They use the apple. You remember the the, the he's eating this apple, and and then he goes back uh, and he goes forward in time, and the apple and the apple core is rotten, and he goes back in time, and the apple is is complete, and they use the apple as the show the show change of time. Oh yeah, what, what was that? They they borrowed that. They borrowed the time loop from from which movie? Uh, they didn't borrow it from a. Well, it, it probably was from a movie, but I, I think it came from Lemley from Lemley's uh, necroscope novels because Le, necroscope Lemley used novels, the okay. yeah the necroscope novels. That's where the time loop uh, came from. But but where where you know the big uh, uh, when he does this. Uh, his his uh, his his, uh, his black sidekick they call Mordo gets on him. He says, "You're you're warping the laws of nature. You're, you're not supposed to do this. We took an oath not to do things like this." And and because Strange is going to, to basically he's going to Dormammu uh, for power the same way that the, the ancient one did, and the same way that 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 Mad Mad Mickelson does when he tears out the page. So uh, Strange goes back in time to where he can read the page. So he knows how to do it. Then, in the end, uh, now in the in the uh, real in the Doctor Strange comics, uh, the, uh, Strange defeats he defeats Dormammu, or or, or makes it a bar, he makes a, uh, a defeat Dormammu by a different method. And and uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, but in in the in the in the in the in the new movie, he did he uses this time loop thing to completely uh, to to screw up Dormammu, and this is beautiful the way he does it. He just he says, Dormammu, I've come to I've come to bargain, and and uh, Dormammu says, Yeah, bargain with me. You know this great big yeah this great big disembodied, horrible-looking head in the middle of a of a crab nebula, you know, staring at you, and, uh, and uh, which is much better than 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 Ditko's uh, anthropomorphic version of Dormammu, which was a which was a guy in spandex with a with a flaming head. Uh, so, and, and yet, I'm not trying to run down Ditko. Ditko uh, was was comic book artist, and he and he was using comic book style. Uh, he would. Uh, um, he would anthropomorphize all these characters, and that—that's comic book style. And uh, so, anyway, uh, the, the time loop story where uh, Strange catches Dormammu in the time loop, and and uh, and every and every time, every time uh, he, he says, "I come to bargain," and Dormammu gets mad and 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 hurls a spell at him, and 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 then and then boom, we're right back back. To it again, and they're strange to there. I've come to bargain, and bam, we do it again. And it keeps going on and on and on and on and on until finally Dormammu he, he, he just has to give up. And I'm he's like, What do you guy. want? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, what do you want? Uh, and the original version, the original version of it is, is good too. He, uh, he he makes a deal with Dormammu. Uh, the uh, uh, you know, I think that this this. The, the, the film is wonderful. It's a visual feast, and it's just really uh, delightful. But I, it's got so much good magic in it, and and also too. Uh, once I got, I, I have to say, once once I really got uh, got into Tibetan uh, using Tibetan methods, uh, uh, yeah. You could go out to the stars. You could you can go to, to other planets. You could you can journey. You can uh, send your consciousness point. And Hermes says so. You can send your consciousness point anywhere in the universe. Uh, and and uh, you know, uh, 
So hey, I Bo, think did you see, did you see, did you stay all the way to the end of the credits? Yep, and four four with the with the the uh, the ever full beer beer mug. No, the one and that was that was the first uh, post credit scene. But there's a second one at the very 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 end of the credits with Mardo. Have you did you see, stay for that one? No, I didn't. I I, I think I left before. Oh, no, no. I didn't realize. What, what happened was, Mort, Morta walks up to the guy that told Doctor Strange where to find, you know, the ancient one in Kathmandu. The guy that was playing basketball, the guy that could walk yeah. uh, on his own energy. Morta walks up to him and and you know, he reaches in and pulls his magic power out and cripples the guy. He's like, and he takes it and absorbs his power. And he goes, you know, I was thinking really hard about what the problem with the world is today. And and the, the end note to the whole movie is Mordo looks at the guy, and the guy goes, why are you doing this? He goes, because there's too many sorcerers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Now, are you talking is – this, is, this, is this Matt – is this Mickelson who's doing this? No, not Mickelson. No, not Mickelson. The, the, the guy that oh, played Mordo oh, in, in oh, the movie. Oh, it's the black guy. The black guy that plays Mordo. Carl yeah, he, he finally yeah. decides he's gonna he's gonna start taking out the sorcerers because there's just too many sorcerers breaking the laws of nature. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he, he was he was irritating. Yeah, well, well, I hope he doesn't come after us. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was like, I was like, going, wow, this is this is a a strong warning yeah. from this film at the end. Uh oh, yeah, maybe maybe coming maybe after the hermetic hour, listeners. You know, too many I sorcerers, not, guys. I, they're coming <laughs> after you. The new, watch the out. New, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what that means. The new anyway, uh, yeah. This, uh, yeah, th- 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 it's a wonderful film, and and it's a it's a feast. It's a it's a feast for the senses, and 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 a and a and a challenge for the mind, and and uh, I I think that uh, we we I think we I think we pretty well we pretty well covered it. Uh, and uh, so uh, next week uh, we'll have something. We'll have another uh, another show. Uh, uh, hopefully, as, as stimulating as this one has been. Meanwhile, uh, you know, yeah, the, if if you have to wait for this to come out in DVD, uh, then be sure and get it then. If not, if you can still find it uh, around the theaters, which I think you can, uh, go out and give it a look. And, uh, go go and see it know. in 3D. <laughs> what do you go like see it in 3D? I, I didn't see it in 3D. Oh. I will next time. It's amazing in 3D. Okay, well, 3D. I, I did that. You know, I I I don't usually like 3D that much, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. And the next time I see it, uh, I will definitely see it in 3D. And and. Uh, Anyway, that just about uh, wraps up uh, Doctor Strange. And also, don't forget the Shandu film, the, the Fox, the, the Fox Shandu film. That's a good one too. And the Doctor Strange Masterworks books, number one, volume one, and volume two. Uh, and don't forget our Hermetic Yoga Beyond the Middle Pillar. If you wanna, if you wanna learn to be, if you wanna learn to be uh, Doctor Strange uh, and do this sort of thing yourself, uh, we're a good place to start. And uh, so uh, uh, with that in mind, uh, thank you so much, uh, uh, Frater Heracles, and, and uh, uh, be well, and, and my best to you and yours. Thank you, folks. I love and, you. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, good magic. Until next week, good magic, and that wraps it up. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.